Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Mind Love, episode 32. Today's episode is all about developing your intuition to manifest your reality. Everyone is already getting the guidance that they need to manifest exactly what they want, but it's this gap between getting the intuitive information and then people just don't trust it. They don't recognize it and they don't trust it. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. First off, Mind Love is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can get all of your favorite podcasts. It has a super clean layout and you can create playlists and download episodes to play offline. It's my personal favorite and where I listen to all of my podcasts. Don't worry, you can still listen to Mind Love wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give CastBox a try. Second, don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and leave a review if you can. Reviews really help to entice more amazing guests. Plus, it helps me grow the show, which ultimately helps me give more value to you guys. Today's episode is basically a crash course in developing your intuition. And I'm pretty excited about it because it's something that I've been actively working on every day. I bought a digital course on intuition online, I have multiple books that I'm reading, and I've been sitting in stillness every single day just trying to see what comes to me. We've talked about intuition before, and we've touched on listening to our bodies, which is part of our intuition, but today we're doing a deep dive so that we can actually know what to look for, what it feels like, what to expect, and how to strengthen these skills. Our guest today is an intuitive advisor and psychic medium named Candace Thomas. Candace was an intuitive child, but she didn't really know what to make of her gifts. She found out the hard way that if you ignore your true calling and live a life that's not aligned with who you truly are, you lose a whole lot of yourself. But when she finally started to listen to her inner wisdom, her gifts began to strengthen. The more she developed her psychic abilities, the more she realized that everyone around her was intuitive, even if they didn't realize it. Now she leads intuitive development workshops to show people how to recognize and trust their own intuition. And she's going to do just that with us today. So today, three key things we will learn are how to recognize intuition beyond just trusting our gut, how to tell the difference between intuition and imagination, and an exercise to help us use our intuition to actively manifest something specific. Before we dive in, I want to invite you to sign up for the Morning Mind Love. You'll get short daily reminders of your own beauty, worth, and power so you can start each day with a positive mindset and keep your vibes up between episodes. To sign up, visit mindlove.com and sign up right there on the homepage. You'll get some amazing free gifts when you do. First, you'll get our exclusive Powerless booklet, which is an awesome free booklet based on proven principles from the most successful people and some of our favorite guests. 
Plus, you'll get a free guided affirmation meditation set at the Miracle Tone, which is known to help attract love, health, and abundance into your life. The layered affirmations perfectly tune your frequency for personal transformation. So be sure to head to mindlove.com to sign up. Or if you're out and about, just text the word MORNING to 33777. That's MORNING to 33777. And now let's welcome Candice Thomas to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Melissa. I want to go way back with your story. You were very intuitive as a child, as most children are. What were your intuitive experiences like back then? So I was born super intuitive and an actual psychic medium, meaning I had the ability to connect with spirit and get information from spirit. But the way that I received information, I didn't see dead people. I didn't hear my spirit guide. I would just get strong feelings. So very empathic, which is another way of just saying very sensitive to other people's energy. So if I was around certain people, I couldn't look them in their eyes when I was a little girl, because if I looked in someone's eyes, I would get overwhelmed in my body. It would feel like I was feeling up and I would get really hot and all tingly and weird. And then I would feel like I had to release this energy that was in my body. But I mean, who do you talk to about that, right? I'm not going to go to my parents and say, hey, when I look in people's eyes, I feel this weird sensation. I didn't even have the way to articulate what was happening. So just to give you a perspective of when I say I was intuitive and had this connection since I was a kid, that's what I meant. So I kind of grew up with this understanding of no one else seems to be experiencing this. So that's weird. Shut up. Don't talk to people about it. (laughs) Like, we're just trying to fit in. I went through a period actually more about no one is talking about it. So we must all be experiencing it, but it's not okay to speak about it. But I didn't have the words. I didn't know that that's what intuition was. So then as I got older and I knew what psychics were and I knew what intuition was, I still didn't really believe that what I did was intuitive. I just thought I was really smart. I had this knack for being in the right place at the right time and I could get whatever I wanted. When I was a girl, a teenager, and then as an adult for a period of time, it was like, if I just thought of it, didn't even have to work or put that much effort, it would just manifest in front of me. I say that, but that's not true. I worked very hard at things that I like. So I was a really good student. And I decided one day, I want a full ride scholarship because I know my parents can't pay for anything. If I don't get a full ride scholarship, I'm not going to be able to go to college. And then bam, like a couple days later, one of my friends go, hey, you should check out this application. There's a scholarship opportunity here. And it was due that day. So I'm literally at school in high school, my junior year, filling out this application. Another friend has to give me an envelope and a stamp where I mailed it from the school. And then I got it. I got this scholarship opportunity and uh, went out of state to college, which was one of the things that I had asked for. And part of that opportunity was then going into the federal government as an accountant. So I was in the federal government as an accountant, and I was an accountant for a total of 15 years. And so accounting, it's very intellectual. It's not woo-woo at all. It's very grounded in the world. And then I ended up just moving away from my intuitive gifts because suddenly my ability to manifest whatever I wanted just evaporated, and I didn't understand. Everything was suddenly hard. And I wasn't really into, if if I'm honest, math was my worst subject, hated math. And then I went into accounting because they were the ones who said, yeah, we'll pay for your schooling, but this is what you have to do. And so I already started in my federal career doing something that I really wasn't aligned with. So as you moved further out of alignment, you started to fall away from your gifts a little bit. 
When did you finally start to open back up to your intuition? When my federal job, we were in accounting, it centralized to Albuquerque, New Mexico, putting all these places from the United States into one place. And when we did that, it was a high tense, highly stressful situation where people were told you either move to New Mexico or you're fired. That's it. And it was kind of done not as gracefully as it could have been done. And so high stress and we don't have the, the staff or the full system that we need to do things. So it's very much a tangible do more with less feeling and a feeling like no matter what you do, it's going to suck. High stress, people are, are really hurt because they've been forced to come to New Mexico. And in that environment, I was responsible for supervising other people. And again, I have no idea that I am intuitive, but I started to get absorbing other people's energy again. I started to get physically sick, but only when I was on my job. And so that was one of the first ways that I experienced intuition in a negative way that that actually got me understanding what I was doing. Because my intuitive hit wasn't to go to a doctor, because usually I'm extremely healthy. So when I started getting sick on this job as this accountant working at that point, I'd been 10 years into my agency, my hit was I should go see a psychic. So my first time ever, I go see these psychics and they're like, oh, you're absorbing people's energy because you're empathic. And by the way, you're a psychic too. And I was like, I don't know what you guys are seeing in your crystal ball, but that's not true. But what they told me was go meditate, go take some classes, learn about your gifts and abilities. Just just go figure it out. And that's what I did. And I was in my late 20s when that was going on. So at this point, you're starting to work towards developing your intuitive gifts. What were the first steps that moved it from something that you were just experiencing to something that you could actually work with? As I learned about what intuition actually was, it really opened up my eyes to how I was experiencing intuition was different than what was being taught to me. I had to learn it the hard way a little bit because I didn't quite fit in to the woo-woo community at first. And I also didn't quite fit into this accounting real world thing I put myself into, if that makes sense. And so the process of understanding, oh, this is what I've been doing and learning more about what intuition is, it really led me to a path where I was guided to show other people how to do the same thing, if that makes sense. And so once I really started learning about what I could do and how to work my intuition on purpose, then for a little bit of time, I was an accountant by day and then psychic by night, nights and weekends, I would say, where I was doing these readings for people, which kicked off the second part of what I'm super intuitive or super passionate about. I started realizing, and when I say I did readings, I did readings. So it was totally, I'm the person you came to with, am I going to get married? Am I going to be a millionaire? Am I going to be a writer? And I would say, yes, you will. No, you won't. I would tune in and I was highly accurate. So I could tune into a person's future and then tell them what they are destined. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me. But what you're destined to do. And I hated it because I started seeing how people were giving me their power. They were giving me their responsibility. And when I started shifting the question after a reading that I had and someone asked me, was something going to happen? I found out with this one person that if I changed the question instead of can I have this thing that I want to how do I get this thing that I want, there would be steps, there would be guidance, there would be answers about, oh, how do I do something? And then spirit tells me, I would say to my clients, spirit is saying you have to do X, Y, Z. And it was never anything shady. Most of the time, it was also all about getting right with self, finding your passion and your purpose, and then aligning that with 
pointed action steps. So it was very unsexy, if that makes sense, Melissa. And I found that most people, when I gave them, this is the way, this is your path to getting what you want, what they would tell me is, oh, that popped in my head to do two weeks ago. Or, oh, yeah, I had that idea a year ago. Or, oh, that's so funny. I had a dream about that. And I would say, well, why didn't you do that? And they would go, I don't know. And so this idea of intuition was a huge, even bigger light bulb moment because it was like, holy cow, everyone is intuitive for sure. Everyone is already getting the guidance that they need to manifest exactly what they want. But it is, it's this gap between getting the intuitive information and then people just don't trust it. They don't recognize it and they don't trust it. So that was like a long-winded way of answering your question, but that's how I got started and the work that I was doing. It just evolved into showing people, this is what your intuition is. This is how you use it with intention. This is how you trust it. And then these beautiful, miraculous things would start happening. They would get tangible in the world results, doing something that people would consider woo-woo or only a few people can be psychic. Only a few people can predict the future. But in my opinion, that's not the purpose of our abilities. The purpose of our abilities is to help people create the future that they want to live in, not just hold them to a destiny that can change the minute that they change their minds. That makes perfect sense because with each passing moment, we are a different chemical composition. Our cells are constantly regenerating. And so even just adding that element of a thought process makes us a different person than if we had chosen a different thought. So if I'm coming in with a question that has a yes or no answer, then I'm also going in with a narrow mindset and a belief that the answer lies in someone else, not in yourself. So the moment that you flip that with, how can I, then suddenly you're not just changing your thought process, you're changing who you are and becoming more open, trusting that there are steps to get to where you want to be. Yeah, it's powerful, right? It's This is the danger with in the spiritual communities that I came from, everyone is so focused on proving that you're meant to be something special. So we're, we have to prove and get, and get validation for, yeah, I came here and it's on purpose and can I have this? And it, we get locked into, it's like destiny lock. What's in my destiny? What am I allowed to have? And I very hardcore believe there is no destiny. We came here with an outline, not with a hardcore plan of this is what I'm going to experience in life. And we can cross things out of our outline, switch it up, do something different at any time. We're not beholden to some laid out path that we have no control over. For a lot of people, the word intuition can seem very woo-woo unless they're referring to, say, mother's intuition or something. But how can intuition be critical to even career or business success? Intuition is the link to our soul. It's the way that our soul communicates to us, this is what I want to experience. I believe that every person is hardwired for success. And that definition of success is different person to person. So I meet people, men and women, it's not just mothers, but men and women, all colors, nationalities, creeds, it doesn't matter, except for sociopaths, those I'm not sure about, but everybody else has this intuitive link. I've heard people describe it as the language of the soul. So what our deepest desires are, whether that's I want to raise a family and be a stay-at-home mom, or I want to be a CEO of a multi-billion dollar business, or I just want to go out and have adventures, 
that thing that we all want to do, whatever it is for us, and it never goes away, even though we might go on a different path or we try to do something more practical or someone talks us out of it, there's something in all of us innate that's like, no, but I would really like to experience this. And that is your soul's calling. That's one of the things that your soul absolutely came to experience on this earth. And so your intuition is your link to your soul. Your soul is connected to the divine, to source energy, to all that is. Your soul can clearly see the fastest way for you to get to where you want to go. Because the soul definitely is wanting to drive the bus or your human. It's wanting to move the human around and get the experience it's craving. So intuition is always accurate and it's always telling us this is the fastest, highest and the best way to get this experience that we're craving on this soul level. And intuition is not impacted or affected by subconscious limiting beliefs. Doesn't care if you aren't vibrationally aligned from my law of attraction, folks. Uh, Intuition doesn't care if you're vibrationally aligned or not. You don't have to do anything but show up and be present to what you're receiving, which is why intuition is so powerful. You don't have to have done the work. Intuition will just tell you. It comes through with such divine love and divine grace that you're allowed to succeed for no reason. You're allowed to have exactly what you want to have for the sake of having wanted it. That's enough. Intuition comes from a place of pure soul love, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance from a deeper place within us. So it's like the shortcut to everything. That's why intuition is so great. We can use it in any direction. And our soul doesn't care. It really does want us to be happy. And that sounds cheesy, but it's true. So if it's going to a football game or finding true love or kicking ass in a business, the soul lines up and wants us to succeed in all of those things. We can point our intuition and just be like, hey, what's the fastest, easiest step here? And the intuition, our intuitive guidance will give us that that clarity and direction. We're all here just trying to live our best lives, right? And while you're here listening to a podcast, you might feel like you're on the right track, but then you visit family or you have a work deadline or something unexpected comes up and you're all stressed out and it feels like all the work is out the window. That's why it's so important to consciously curate what you can control, like who you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to. So I'm going to add another podcast to your toolbox, The Dr. John Deloney Show. He has a PhD in counseling and has been sitting with hurting people for 20 years. He shares practical advice for everything from how to connect with people, how to face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn just what it means to be well. But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney show is here for you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really need to get something off my chest. Being a mom of a three-year-old boy is really freaking hard and sometimes it has me questioning my sanity. But then he'll grab my face and call me his sweet little mama. Yes, that's a real thing he says. (laughs) And it will all melt away until I break his banana. I thought I was done with emotionally abusive relationships, but nope. We all carry around stressors, big and small. And when we keep them all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For me, just talking things through is hugely helpful, but it's so hard finding friends and family that are unbiased or non-judgmental. And therapy isn't just about dealing with major trauma, you know? It's about learning healthy coping mechanisms, setting boundaries, becoming the best version of yourself. And BetterHelp makes it super convenient, too. Everything's done online so you can fit therapy sessions around your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MindLove today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MindLove. I think that for a lot of us, we have this notion that wants or desires are somehow selfish. Not that we can't have them, but if we do have them, we should at least work super hard to earn them. Otherwise, we're not really contributing anything good to the world or to our family or a job or whatever. One of the biggest shifts that's happened within me lately in regards to intuition is to view these desires as my highest life path. And it doesn't matter how these desires are fulfilled or how hard I work to get them. But the more aligned I am with my authentic self, the easier they come. And just having these desires is my intuition guiding me. Right. And we shame ourselves and each other. We do that to each other, which is why people get so mad at the Kardashians and they feel like you didn't earn it. And people get triggered for lots of other reasons. But we look at each other and go, you didn't earn your success. You have to work super hard. And exactly what you're saying, it's not okay to want this stuff because it's material. Or I see this a lot and I work with a lot of people in beauty industries where beauty is a spiritual path, but people are made to feel shame because they want plastic surgery or because they want to do hair and makeup. Suddenly people attach a meaning to it. And the meaning doesn't have anything to do with the person who that's their soul's desire is to go through this procedure or buy some freaking lipstick or not wear makeup. We, we just judge each other and shame each other and hold each other to impossible standards. As opposed to what you're saying is so right, the joy, the things that bring us happiness, that is the calling, that is the spirituality. There's that piece of it. And the more that we embrace our wants and our desires, the more that we give other people permission to do the same. And it makes the world a better place because then people aren't feeling this strong resentment of, I worked super hard, I followed all the rules, and I'm still miserable and unhappy. So who else's fault is that? Oh, your fault, because you don't have it together. You don't believe what I believe, so you must be messing up my life path somehow. As opposed to, well, if you were just honest with what you wanted and did what you wanted and took responsibility, not blame, for your happiness, then you wouldn't feel this pent-up resentment and rage and anger that you have toward others. So for those of us, which are many, that have lost that connection or have distrusted the, our intuition over the years, what are some ways to recognize our intuition beyond just trusting our gut? Oh my God, that's such a great question. First, have mercy. So it doesn't matter if we can, we can be super hard on ourselves. So experience is sometimes not the best teacher, but it's the one we tend to listen to, right? The brilliant part of anyone who feels like you're stuck or you haven't been listening to your intuition in the past is if you've had a series of negative experiences, that's great because your intuition definitely understands how to communicate to you and give you the sensation or a repeat of 
if you go do this thing, it's going to give you this experience again. So anyone who has kind of feel like they've been ignoring, it's like, that's the best because now you have this whole body of understanding if things haven't been working out for you, that your intuition can speak to you very, very clearly. So you don't have to worry about what happened in the past. We can just focus on what happens right now. And the thing I would say and the way to understand intuition is, first of all, when people come to see me and work with me, they're always focused on, I just want to understand my intuition or I want to recognize, what if I don't get information? And we're always getting information all the time. So for a person who feels like you've been ignoring it, just know you're probably getting way more intuitive hits than you think. You're just not trusting it. And you can change that in the moment. So the way that people receive intuitive guidance isn't as sexy as what we see on television, meaning a lot of people are looking for something materializing in front of your eyes or like the angel came down and then the angel told me all this wonderful stuff. And for some people that happens and it's beautiful or they're looking for a one night stand relationship with spirit, with their intuition, where boom, before something major or incredible happens, we've all heard the stories of the person who was about to get in a horrendous car accident and then something came from out of nowhere and it put them in the right time and the right place or smoothed the car, something really profound and intense. And then that magical being or that magical experience went away. Well, that's like a, a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Intense one night stand. It's sexy. Everybody wants that super clear experience. But what intuition is like for most people, most of the time, it's like a long-term committed relationship, aka it can seem a little boring. You got to spice it up sometimes. So it's not so involved. It's not so emotionally impactful or intense. It's just speaking to you all the time. So the ways to recognize intuition for anyone who's trying to do so now, it's just one of the easiest ways is to experience it in your body, but not just in your gut. So people say, what's your gut feeling? And people are literally expecting a sensa sensation in their stomach. For some people, that might be true. But for most people, it's a total body experience. But where in the total body you're experiencing that information varies because intuition is subjective. So what I mean by that is, and this is an experiment anyone can do who's listening. When you are interacting with other people today, just really tune into how do I feel in my physical body? How do I feel when I first connected with this person, whether you knew them, whether you know them or not? What's happening as I speak with them? What's going on in my physical body right now? And you might notice a sensation depending on is this a conversation that you're enjoying? Is this uplifting and supporting you? Is this annoying you, not in your highest and best interest? Or is this something that you don't feel, you don't care for either way? No strong feeling either way. But you will get a physical response every single time when you're interacting with someone or reading information or going out to do a task in the world. What that feeling in your body is varies. So one of my friends, her palm starts itching and that means she's about to make a lot of money. My palm itches. It's because I've touched poison ivy or something like poison oak. It's not good but we have different symbols. Or if I'm talking with someone and let's say I've been in a situation where someone lied to me and it cost me thousands and thousands of dollars in my business. And so now if I meet someone who's lying to me, when that happened at the time, when the person first presented before I knew that it was going to cost me thousands of dollars and I got a weird sensation in my body, I didn't know what it meant. It didn't feel negative, didn't feel bad, didn't feel good, but I kind of got like this weird tugging sensation in my stomach as though there were a string in my stomach and someone was pulling on the string. 
didn't know what that meant. Like, okay, I mean, what does that mean? It doesn't mean something bad, doesn't mean something good. Emotionally, though, emotionally, it felt so right. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the thing. This makes so much sense. But at the same time, I'm getting this weird. That's the way I described it. That's a weird sensation. Well, so lose thousands of dollars. And now the benefit of that is when I meet someone who is lying to me to my face now, I get a tugging sensation in my stomach. Exact same thing. So I know now, ignore what my emotions say, because emotions are not intuition at all. If I get that sensation, I'm dealing with a person who's not being 100% honest with me. Does that make sense? It does. And so how long did it take you to start recognizing that pattern that that is a triggered sensation? Uh, for that one, that one was a little longer than I would have liked because <laughs> I lost the money and then went, oh, <laughs> this is what I felt before the next time when I got the sensation. But real talk, sometimes that happens. Uh, most of the time now, because I'm so intuitive and I understand it, I have the willingness. So this is a hardcore first step for anyone who wants to develop their intuition it's to really start understanding your language. Your body is talking to you. Your intuition is engaging your physical body and it's giving you information. So if you start now with little things, and this is where I'm saying be present with what's happening to you now. If you start with little things, the information will always be the same. So if I had been really present and fully present in my body, every time I met someone who was lying to me, I would have noticed, oh, I'm getting the same sensation here as opposed to being checked out. And then, oh, I, I learned my lesson the super hard way. So if you start now with little things, so when someone's calling you before you look at your phone, some intuitive exercises are to think about, oh, okay, how is this making me feel in my body? And am I going to like this conversation? What's, what's happening? Is this going to lead me to an opportunity? We can start building up right now with things that aren't intense and learning the language because your intuition will be consistent. It will give you the same physical sensation every single time. So the length of time that it takes to recognize, it's a matter of how much time are you putting up front before it became a big deal? How much time are you putting in to really understand and really be present with what's happening to you? It's funny that you're saying these things because I feel like there's been some shift in me in the last couple of weeks where I just keep feeling so called to develop my intuition. So I'm really grateful for this conversation. But I started to realize that the power of now has so much more meaning than I comprehended the first time that I read that book. It's just so much is happening now and we have so much power to enable us to see things beyond surface level, but we're normally thinking about something that happened earlier or replaying a conversation or thinking about what we're going to say next or worried about tomorrow. So unless we're consciously trying to, we spend so little time in the now. It's just such a conscious practice. And all you have to do is just be present. You don't have to be asking a whole bunch of questions. It's exactly what you're saying, Melissa. I love that. When you really listen to a person and without trying to think of what you're going to say next, when you really listen to a person, your intuition opens up other levels of information. So you will get those intuitive prompts. Now it's to the point where if someone is not being 100% honest with me, Sometimes it's because they don't know that they're not being honest with themselves. It's like that precise and specific now, I can get that understanding when I'm talking to a person because I've just 
been practicing staying in the present moment and being fully with people, being fully present in situations and really just paying attention to, oh, what's coming up in my physical body right now? Another way that people receive intuitive guidance is images come to mind. And again, not as sexy. Some people will tell you if anyone knows any psychic friends or intuitive friends who are extremely clairvoyant, they make it seem it's so sexy for them. It's like, oh, I want that hot experience. And it's it's not that way for me. We're like, oh my gosh. And then this image came and it's like a movie that played in my head where a lot of my clients that I work with, they eventually can get to places where they can do that. But in the beginning, what they might see, it's not with their eyeballs, something in the world, but something comes into their mind. So they see an image, like a still image, a photograph almost, or it might remind them of something, uh, a picture of someone's face or a picture of a place to go, that's it. And then it's gone very, very quickly. Or they might hear something from spirit, and spirit meaning your spirit, your highest self, or spirit guides, angels, if you believe in that, it's all it's all love. I believe all those things are true. But the way that spirit talks to us, it might sound like our own voice, but when you are present, you will start noticing it doesn't sound like your voice at all. But it takes a while of committed practice to really being present with what's popping in my mind right now? What just flashed? What image just came to my mind? What words just came to my mind? How am I feeling? And it sounds a little complicated and overwhelming to a person who is normally checked out to have to then be present of so many things, including the person that's in front of you or that you're with, but it's not. It's just being an observer and being aware and you will notice you are present and aware of so many things all at once if you get rid of the mental chatter if you get rid of feeling like you have to do something if you really can get into the state of just being that's when your intuition just gives you all sorts of information so i was doing this little intuition training a while back i was on a different step in my journey i i think i've evolved a lot since then so i've been kind of going back to those practices but he was trying to ask me okay well what's coming into your mind when you hold this and i remember having so much self doubt that i thought well maybe i just forced that into my own mind is this real and and things like that how can you tell the difference between intuition and maybe your own imagination That's a brilliant question. It's the thing people always say, where intuition is your very first impression, and it's a very light touch for most people. That's what people don't understand. So as I talk about physical sensations or images or sounds, it's there, and then it's gone. It's not this whole long, profound, heavy feeling that stays with you. You blink and you'll miss it. So it's the very first impression that you receive whether it's something that pops into your head and or a physical experience, you will always get a physical sensation. Uh, Well, I can't say always because there's always one who's like, not for me, but usually a person who they don't get any physical sensation, they're getting the information in a different way that they are knowledgeable about. So it's your very first impression that you receive when you are asking a question or when you are considering something. The second way to know that it's your real intuition and not your imagination is Intuition is not emotional at all, which is why people ignore it. So the very first impression you get will be, oh, say no to that thing. The very second impression that you get, sometimes like a millisplit second later, 
will be like, oh, but no, this is so great. It makes so much sense. Like the emotions will be louder and will tag team with your thoughts. This is such a nice person. It's such a great opportunity. Why would you say no to that? You're just in a subconscious limiting belief. And then the emotion will ramp up and feel so strong. And our emotions are connected with our pain, by the way. And our intuition is connected with our brilliance in a very strong direction. So sometimes if you have cleared your limiting beliefs, then there will be a match. So your intuition will tell you something and you will emotionally feel good about it. But for many people who are leveling up, if you're really getting serious about walking your path and getting unafraid, what will happen is your intuition will say, nope, do this thing. And your next reaction will be terror barrier or it will not feel comfortable to do that thing that your intuition guided you to do. And conversely, the thing that will keep you stuck and in pain and repeating the same patterns, it'll feel really good. So if it's love relationships that you're after, that's why people feel like they've met their soulmate or the, the perfect person that is going to ultimately break their heart and make it harder for them to move forward on their path because they emotionally resonate, which people mistake for intuition. And again, that's why I like to use the words intuitions and sexy. It's not emotionally attached. So if you get a message and you're really emotional about it, probably not intuition, if that makes sense. And then lastly, a way to really discern intuition versus imagination. Intuition does repeat itself. So it is a softer voice, very quick, very fleeting, but it does repeat. It's kind of a nag, but in a good way. So it'll just keep telling you over and over until the situation is different, until it's changed. And when I say it'll keep telling you over and over, it's not in a mean way. Your intuition will just give you information. And on top of that, the other cool thing, people who are familiar with synchronicities, so the, the other way that people describe synchronicities are coincidences. So your soul, your spirit is trying to get you to understand this message. And it's not going to tell you one way, one time. It's going to tell you like in five different ways. So if you're really a person who's dead set on, oh, I don't trust myself, all this doubt, no worries, because your soul's probably going to pop over and talk to your best friend who, as soon as you pick up the phone and say hello, they're just going to start speaking and tell you something that touches your heart, where it's like, oh my God, yeah, I was getting that. That's so weird. You should say that. I'm having that question or I'm having that. That's what popped in my mind to do. So that's also, that's very much your intuition still using the world to connect with you. Another example of that is, and this happens a lot, you'll be thinking about a decision. Your intuition says, do this. Your emotions say, no, don't you dare do that. I'm really afraid. And then you turn on the TV and there's a freaking episode on that of a character going through what you're going through and it, it makes you ball your eyes out. You're like, oh my God, this like speaks to my heart. Or you pick up a book, like your intuition will start putting you in the right place at the right time to get the message. So if you are getting the same message over and over in a variety of different ways, pay attention. Your intuition is speaking to you that way versus when it's your imagination, there isn't synchronicity around that. If it's coming from a pain place, it's not going to be the same type of information over and over and over. The only thing that repeats is just the, the negativity from your own self. That will repeat very loudly, but that's different than getting a variety of sources, your friends, TV, radio, stuff you see on license plates, just something that brings you back to, oh, this is my next step. That's actually pretty cool to hear. constantly sharing with my clients to stop searching in life and instead start aligning. 
It's true with purpose, with relationships, with higher versions of yourself, and it's also true for hiring. The best way to search is actually just to match with Indeed. Indeed is your one-stop hiring platform with millions of job seekers visiting every month, and their powerful matching engine helps you find quality candidates fast. Plus, Indeed lets you schedule interviews, screen applicants, and message candidates all in one place. But Indeed isn't just about speed. They also deliver quality. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. I love Indeed because it makes hiring so much easier. I'm all about alignment in all areas of my life, and that includes people I hire to work in my business. So I need a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. And that's Indeed. And what's really cool is Indeed's matching engine gets smarter the more you use it, learning from your preferences and over 140 million qualifications. Plus, I love that I can do all my hiring in one place. It's just one less thing to keep track of between all of the other things. So join over 3.5 million businesses worldwide who rely on Indeed to find great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash mindlove. Just go to Indeed.com slash mindlove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mindlove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's actually pretty cool to hear because, okay, so one of the things I think so many people can relate to struggling with is their thoughts around money. Well, I'm in a women's group and our theme this month is money. So suddenly I've been having a lot of conversations around money and the things that people don't talk about when it comes to money. But it's funny because I just had this amazing astrology reading for episode 28 and Natha was saying that there's a big shift with Uranus moving into Taurus, which is my sign, and that this could have a positive effect with money stuff. Then we were randomly contacted by a financial advisor because a friend referred us. And then another friend posted on Facebook about the book, You Are a Badass at Making Money. I'm now in a book club that chose that book for this month. So all these things are happening and I feel like it's telling me to trust that money is about to unfold, but also it's forcing me to do the work, do the exercises in the book, learn how to manage large sums of money, get my money mindset right. So would that be a good example of what you're talking about? That is the perfect example, right? Because what did you do the first time, right? Most people go, wow, if that was a sign, give me another sign. And spirit will just keep giving you all. If that was a sign, give me another sign that I'm on the right track. But I love that. That's exactly it. You got the information, you knew it, and you know it now. And there's still a part of you with the words that you're using. I hear it, a part of you still not 100% on board with, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it just a matter of time. Like, But I love how you're saying Now's the time for me to take action. Now you can move away from the question, can I make money? Because you're a money-making badass. You, Of course you can. What do you mean? That's not the right question. The right question is, all right, great. What's the next step? Where do I put my focus? Where do I put my energy? And your intuition will be like, oh, I can answer that easily. Because we get so caught up in trying to ask our intuition. And this is a judgy thing. But really, I'm saying it on purpose. Just hear me out. But I feel like we waste our time asking our intuition stupid questions. Like if you ask your intuition, is this going to work out for me? The answer is always going to be yes, because it's always going to work out for you. You could drop dead and that would still be working out because you're talking to your soul. Your soul doesn't really give 
a, a rip about what's happening here in human detail land. So a better question would be to get really present. So if you want to make money, if that's the theme, is to start visualizing and getting present with what does that look like? And beyond what does that look like, what does that feel like to you? If you were a badass making money right now, if it was happening, what would be the end result of that? What would be the proof and evidence that you did that? What would that look like? Who would you be talking to? What would you be doing? What would you have? And engage all of your senses into really seeing it, feeling it, hearing it, even tasting, smelling it. And and when I say feeling it, like physically, you might be feeling the sensation of money in your hand and then the emotional feeling of, oh, and this feels nice. This feels so great. And then when you're in that state, when you're really revved up and you're you're believing it so strongly, the next step is to go, what's the next step here? What do I need to do next to get to this place? And your intuition will, will give you what the very next step is. And that's way more effective and how to get more intentional and into action than reactive. So you don't have to keep reacting to things. We can be more direct and more active and more moving our experience, if that makes sense. And so you can work your intuition in that way in all directions, whether it is relationships, whether it is money, whether it is career, it doesn't matter. Once you get super clear about what you want to experience and then ask the right questions, your intuition can super supply you with, oh, is that what you want to do? Okay, great. We can do that. You can also add things like, because we can make money in a bunch of different ways. So something I, I, I jokingly talk with my clients about is be specific. So how do I make money doing what I love? Like, what's the next step here? And hopefully that's part of your visualization process. How do I make money easily? We can make money and we can work hard. But if you're done with that, be like, hey, what's the next step to get this money the easiest and fastest way possible? You can add whatever words that you really want to experience to your intuition. And that just narrows down your intuitive guidance. It narrows down and helps you understand, oh, well, do this instead. What has sent you on that track? But if you want it to be done easily, do this thing over here. And the way that people receive information, very first impression, you might get a feeling. You might get a knowing. You might see an image. You might hear words. And it might be very, very brief. And probably it's going to be stuff that you already know, that you've already been looking at. But that's the whole point. Your intuition has been guiding you the whole time. So rather than go oh, I just want it to be that way. It's to go, oh, wow, spirit's really doubling down. I need to pay attention to this message. The way to make our intuition stronger is to trust it first. You can't wait till it seems like it's accurate and then trust it because that will never happen. You have to just assume that you're right and then course correct as necessary. It's like a missile. One of my favorite books, Psycho-Cybernetics, which I'll link to in the show notes, uses the missile analogy. So the way missile homing works is that it sets off for its target and then immediately sends out a signal to see if it's on the right course. Then it gets back a signal to stay on course or to veer slightly left or whatever. So a missile is constantly course correcting, making mistakes the whole time. And through their mistakes, they learn the right path. Exactly. I love that. That's our whole life. That's life in general. And intuition, it's not that it's wrong, because intuition isn't wrong. It's just depending on the type of question that we asked, or something that kind of screws people up is if you get intuitive guidance, and you don't do it in the moment that you get it, if you like wait two weeks or wait a month, and then do what your intuition had told you a month ago, you might not get the same results or to the same extent that had you just trusted and done it when you first received it, it would have given you something else. So waiting for more proof and evidence can kill the game. It's a game killer. Other times, 
that people think intuition is wrong. It's not that it's wrong, but you probably received information and you don't understand it. So what is a weird sensation that you get on the back of your neck? Doesn't feel positive, doesn't feel negative. That's an opportunity for you to, oh, someone suggested this to me. This is what I felt. And then you're going to have to kind of wait and see what happens and then go, oh, and then this thing happened. And you might have to course correct it a little bit like, oh, it wasn't that it was a liar piece to me. It was just, oh, it was the losing money piece was what caused this specific sensation. So you building your language, kind of a psychic dictionary or intuitive dictionary of what your symbols mean can also help to where you're not thinking that your intuition is wrong. But it is. It's very precise. It's with laser precision. Most of us don't ask the right kinds of questions to engage the course correcting part of intuition. So you kind of touched on it, but I think intuition is most commonly thought of as something that we're just receiving. But you're saying that we can use intuition to actively manifest. Yes, absolutely. And that's why it's uh, for people who with law of attraction are really stuck in and not to knock anyone who really is into that, but people are like, you got to do this, get into vibrational alignment. And if you're emotionally not liking where you're at, then you're off, which is, I feel a little bit of crazy talk because your emotions could be off for so many reasons that have nothing to do with the the true and pure state of your energy. It's not an accurate descriptor of where you're at. And intuition is so great because you don't have to be vibrationally aligned. You don't have to have it all together. None of my clients do (laughs) when they first come see me. Well, not there are a few that have been doing the work for a while. But even in my own life, I manifested getting a full ride scholarship and a guaranteed job with benefits, which my parents, that was the dream at at the time was get a job with benefits. And, And so I stayed miserable for a long time. But I did that and I wasn't aligned. I didn't even know who I was by just trusting and following these thoughts that would just flash into my mind. And I would just go do them. I would speak up on things that my brain would go, don't you dare say that. That makes no sense. But yet and all, I feel called to do it. So to get into using intuition actively, it really is to get super clear and specific about what do you really want? And what do you want at the end, not all the steps? So a way to think about this is, If you want to get a new car, it's to focus on whatever that new car is. So like a Porsche. So you focus on the Porsche. In the Porsche, driving the Porsche, what does that feel like? What does that smell like? The new car smell like? That's where you drive your focus. As opposed to a lot of people will say, well, I want a Porsche, but right now, how do I get into this Kia? Or I don't know, it's like a, a jalopy or something. I don't know if young people are using that term, but like they, they do some sort of stepping stone car, like a Porsche is what I want, but I'm going to focus my energy on this thing that is not a Porsche. And already you're messing up because that's not what your soul signed up for. So then your intuition, people will start getting these mixed messages because it's not really what they want. Then they get no car whatsoever. And then they blame spirit and the universe. It's like, no, You weren't clear and you weren't even in internal alignment with what you really wanted. You don't have to do stepping stone. Your intuition doesn't understand that. It can still give you guidance, but it'll get the juice, the manifestation power behind get really clear in what you want to receive or experience. And then it's going to tell you the step and questions are the way to activate your manifestation power with intuition, asking the right questions. So the right questions that I use with my clients all the time are what's in the highest and best interest for me to let go of or for them to let go of. But what's in the highest and best interest for me to let go of right now? And your intuition will tell you. 
And then the next question is, okay, what's the very next step to take? And the reason why I have people ask, what's the next step to take, as opposed to what are all the steps? Or another horrible question is, what do I do? (laughs) Because it's so broad, it's so much that your human, your ego, is going to start sabotaging you. Again, remember, your emotions, your brain absolutely understands your intuition perfectly. And if your intuition suggests you to do something that your pain is telling you, nope, we need to be saved so we can never make money because that's going to go against this rule, the subconscious limiting belief that we hold within us, then immediately your emotions and your brain are going to go into self-sabotage mode on you. And the longer of a response you're looking for, it's more holes. It can break up and hop in. If you just say, well, what do I do here? Like, how do I do this? It's too broad of a question. Your, your ego is going to jump all over it and start distorting the message and start making you question and doubt. Whereas limiting it to what's the very next step, that can keep it precise enough where the message can come through and your ego has a harder time of jumping all over it. So you wanted to lead listeners through a four-minute process to get specific intuitive guidance. So I'd love to get into that right now. Yeah, that's explaining the process. We can do it. We can get our manifest on. (laughs) My disclaimer, if there's anyone who's driving, this is not for you. Finish driving. Pause and return. (laughs) (laughs) Pause and return. Right. We don't want you to be in spirit to be able to do this exercise. So (laughs) I just invite anyone who is in a safe space and can do this to close your eyes and take deep breaths into your body. And with every breath you take, really become present with how you feel in your body. Scanning yourself from head to toe. And even if you think you feel nothing, just really make sure. Because you should be, at the very least, be experiencing how it feels to breathe. The sensation of the air traveling down your lungs the sensation of the lower part of your stomach expanding, the sensation of releasing your breath. Really go deeper with how you feel in your body. And if you do notice any tightness or discomfort, it's with the power of your breath, know that you can relax those areas of your body just with the intention to do so. And going further into your awareness with your emotions, and really perceiving and understanding what emotions are the strongest for you right now. And it's not necessary to wonder where they came from, wonder what they are, but again, with the power of your breath, setting the intention that we are resetting your emotions to where they need to be in perfect alignment with your thoughts and perfect alignment with your physical body. And so in this place, just think of What is something that you would really like to experience in your life right now? Doesn't matter how big or how small, what is it that you would really like to experience or to have or to do? Just focus on one thing for right now. And imagine that you are experiencing what you most desire, whatever that thing may be. See it. Where are you going? Who's with you? What are you touching? Where are you sitting or standing? What are you hearing? 
What are you noticing? What do you know about this experience? And if you're not sure, make it up. It's no problem. It's all good. Going deeper with this experience of visualizing your deepest desire manifested and really getting in touch with how does that feel emotionally? How do you feel about yourself having manifested this one thing you would really like to experience? How would you like to feel? Just breathe that in and know that we are anchoring this into your energy field on all levels. And so we'll just ask, in order to manifest this experience, in order to get this that I desire the most, what's in my highest and best energy or my highest and best interest to release right now? What's in your highest and best interest to let go of in order to manifest this experience? Trust what comes to your awareness, your very first impression, which might be a feeling, a knowing, a memory, even a color. And if you don't understand what you received, you can just ask, what does that mean? Give me that information in a way I understand. What's in my highest and best interest to let go of? And now the second question we'll ask is, what's the very next step for me to take to manifest this reality? What is it that I need to do next? And again, trust the first impression. And you might already notice that your brain might be trying to help you out or slow you down by immediately jumping in with emotions and feelings. And if that's happening, that's okay. Just stay present on your very first impression. What's the very next step to take? Perfect. And lastly, we'll just ask, who can help you get the support you need? Who can help you manifest this vision? Who's the best support for you right now? Again, trusting your very first impression. You don't have to read too far into it. Just allow. Great. So take a few deep breaths, and when you're ready, slowly and gently open your eyes. And what I would suggest to listeners there is to journal or write down what you experienced, because the longer that you wait, the more fleeting the information can be. So Melissa, in doing that process, did you get any intuitive hits or any insights when you asked the questions? I did. So I'm just going to be transparent here, so it might help listeners along, but I could feel actually more than I've ever felt something in manifesting. I imagine myself getting a specific sum of money for public speaking. It's one of the things that I really think is in my highest good. It's it's something I've always wanted to do. I love being on stages, and that's what I'm working towards right now, even with this podcast. And so one of the steps that I've already taken to do this is join Toastmasters, which is one of the longest standing public speaking groups. It's everywhere if anyone's interested in this. I'll link to it in the show notes. 
so the first thing I thought of was Toastmasters when I was trying to think of, uh, of what a next step was. And then a specific person that I'm not, I'm actually not very close to this person at all. He popped into my head and I know that he is actually a paid public speaker now and he attributed it to, to Toastmasters. But then I could feel my brain creating doubt saying, well, maybe that just popped into your head because you know he's already a public speaker. <laughs> but whatever it is, I'm going to go talk to this guy. And I have no idea what I'm going to ask him yet. But hopefully just listening to this part of the guidance will lead me to my next step. That's exactly. Thank you. Melissa, your experiences and insights are perfect. I'm getting chills because that's exactly what it is. So probably your intuition was wanting you to speak to this guy for a while and something else within you was like, no, no way. That guy sucks. He probably didn't say that, but like, no, we don't want to talk to that guy. And then it started up again. Like, well, what are you even going to say? <laughs> You're just saying that. But why would you think of that guy of all the people that you can think of, right? Like why that specific person? And I love how it was Toastmasters. And it's like, oh, I'm already doing that. And then it got more specific. It redirected that missile like focus you were talking about, just redirected to specificity. And when you go approach that guy, who knows? You just have the conversation. That's the part that drives people nuts with intuition, where they want this guy. And then I want to know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to say something? Am I supposed to like send an email? And it's like, that's irrelevant. Your overall knowing was communicate with him. And that's what you're going to do. And that's where the magic is going to happen rather than waiting for what's the rest of the story, because your brain already jumped in and started messing up the flow. But once you go see him, it might spontaneously pop into your mind, like, oh, say this. And then it's your job to be brave and say that. I love it. I feel like I have an action item to go work on. <laughs> but is there anything that we haven't yet touched on that you just feel is really important for listeners to know? Oh, what's coming through loud and clear for me is it is important for everyone to know that you really are meant to succeed. So when I was in my psychic phase doing predictive readings that were accurate, the vast majority of them, I never ever met with a person and received guidance that you're here to learn some lesson and not receiving what you want. Or sorry, it is impossible for you to get what you want. That has never been the answer. There is absolutely a way to do exactly what you really want to do. And don't let anyone, especially not yourself, talk you out of it. If nothing else, just people, that's the whole purpose of intuition. Because to use intuition, it's a deeper level of faith and self-trust to believe that it's not a matter of can I do this? It's just a matter of how do I get there quickly? Because even if you didn't listen to your intuition, we are designed in such a way to get to where we're going, to get to the truth that we really want to experience. But intuition is just the shortcut. So you don't have to die and then come back if that's your belief system. Die, learn some lesson and come back in another life and try over again. That's ridiculousness. You're meant to do it now. You're meant to rewrite your life right now in the present moment. And you have the power to do that. Thank you so much for sharing your intuitive guidance with us. I feel like I've taken a huge step towards something that I've been actively calling into my life lately. So I am so excited. For listeners who are interested in finding out more about you or working with you, where can they find you online? My website is CandiceThomasIntuitive.com. And I'm also on Facebook, probably more than I should be. <laughs> and my Facebook, it's just Facebook.com. And it's Candace Thomas Intuitive. And also, you just hit me up on my personal Facebook. I don't care. That's a, a way that people connect with me as well, which is Candace.Thomas.908. 
For those of you who are not able to follow along with the manifestation exercise, or for those people that just want to come back to it and do it over and over again, like me, I got you. I created a downloadable file of just the four minute clip that you can access in our show notes at mindlove.com slash zero three two. If you loved this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are super helpful to me and it entices more amazing guests like Candace to come on the show. If we haven't connected on Instagram, follow Mind Love Podcast. And last, don't forget to sign up for the morning Mind Love. You'll get short, inspirational daily messages to start your day on a positive note. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week. 